Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Now, last segment, we kind of dove into what went wrong for the Ravens. This segment, maybe we'll go into what happened for the Lions. And I'm sure that this will be a hot button issue all day is the decision making by head coach Dan Campbell. Jenks, it's hard for me to look at this, I think, without any bias here, because Dan Campbell is so damn likable. I feel like I want to make excuses for him because that man lives, breathes, and dies Detroit Lions football. He's so likable, but some of these decisions, you know, not to take the field goal, going for it on fourth down no matter what, you know, just speaking from just looking at the analytics, you would say, okay, these are bad decisions. But do you think that people will forgive him more just because he is a likable guy? Do you think people will move past this quicker than, say, if Mike McCarthy did this? Huh, yes. <laughs> Mike McCarthy could have his shirt towel out and they'd be like, look at that slob. He shouldn't be the coach of the team. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. Show some respect for the game. Put on a suit. Would that kill you? Yes. When also, this is, you know, I think it brings up a fascinating question, which is, can coaches evolve and change? And I don't know the answer. They they can. They don't always do. But going in, we knew this is what Dan Campbell does. We both talked about it last week. Dan Campbell is going to Dan Campbell. Now, sometimes that means that he gets it right and it benefits his team and he's hyper aggressive. Other times it means, ooh. That didn't work out, and now you're in trouble. So sometimes this team lives by Dan Campbell and dies by Dan Campbell. They're going to forgive him because he is the coach who has led them this far, farther than any head coach ever in their history. He's, I think he's very likable, and I will say the one thing I do appreciate about him is that when they asked him about those calls, he answered the question. He said, this is what I was thinking. He didn't get angry at the media and lose his mind and he said i'd do it again this is what i was thinking now you can disagree with his reasoning that's all well and fine but this is who dan campbell is maybe he changes maybe he reevaluates some coaches have that self-awareness some don't but i think we all knew going into this game at some point dan campbell will make a call that might work and might not and sure enough we saw it Right, is better you just take this information and put it in your back pocket and say, okay, this is part of the handicap. Mm -hmm. When you bet on a team with a head coach like this, this is part of the risk involved. And I will say the Lions did cover, so there is that. Um, But it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Some of these decisions, you know, just ended up looking so poorly. And also, you know, hindsight, it's always 20-20. If they would have converted them, maybe we wouldn't be talking about this quite as much. But still, blowing a 17-point lead, you know, any coach you put that on, that is a big deal, and that is a big problem. When you have that big of a lead in the first half and you can't hold on to it, 
I don't care who you're playing against. That is always going to follow him until, you know, he has a better performance. So I would say that I do think the path to get back here, Dan Campbell even said this Mm -hmm. after the game, and he was very honest, and I think that's refreshing. He said it's going to be twice as hard to get back here, and he knows that. He says we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows damn well who we are and the bullseye that's going to be put on our back now that we are one of the top teams. But, Jenks, do you think it's going to be tough for the Lions to get back to this stage? I sure do. I think he's exactly right. That's an astute point to make because the Lions now are, I don't think they're a flash in the pan at all. It's, I think it's proven now that they have a lot of young talent. They have a very good head coach. They have a solid quarterback. They have a lot of individual talent. Now they certainly have some weaknesses, but now they can draft and build on those weaknesses and and strengthen up those areas that need to be tightened up on their football team, particularly in the secondary. But now... I think going into the season, most of the time, the Lions were the exception this year. Most of the time when there's sort of a a Vegas darling or a, a team that everybody kind of gets hot on, like for the few years it was the Browns. And I was like, no way, I'm not buying into this. And I kind of thought the same might happen with the Lions, but they were the exception. A lot of people said, watch out for the Lions, watch out for the Lions. A lot of people are on the Lions and they were right. But A, they can't sneak up on anyone. And then B, it's hard to get to this point. It just is. The Eagles are a perfect example, a, an absolute perfect example of how difficult it is because who would have guessed at the beginning of this year that the Eagles would just have the wheels fall off at the end of the year and lose to Tampa Bay of all teams. So you can lose coordinators. You can lose players via free agency. Sometimes a coach's message gets stale, whatever it is. I'm not saying those things are happening right now in Detroit, but the offseason will change a lot. It's just really difficult to get back. Even now, as good as the Chiefs have been, when they go back to the Super Bowl, they are looking to become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls in 19 years. So, yes, they've had sustained success, no question about it. But to get back to this point, he's right. It's going to be really hard. I think a lot of it will also hinge on neither of their coordinators have been hired for other jobs yet, have they? Because that's the other problem. When you have a team like the Eagles, when you make it to the Super Bowl, everybody's going to want to hire your coordinators for your new head coach. So we've heard some scuttlebutt about Ben Johnson possibly leaving for a head coaching job. Like Mm -hmm. maybe he doesn't. But I think that goes into it as well. Like if you lose one of those coordinators, like most, you know, obviously the offensive coordinator, it's going to be tougher for you to get back to that point. But they do have some good pieces to work around. And watching this team, I will say, is a lot of fun. They have a lot of speed Mm -hmm. on that team. Jameer Gibbs, my goodness. I thought my TV was in fast forward at certain points (laughs) in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you think Lions fans should be feeling? Like, we just talked about how difficult it is to get back to this point, but you can still have a good team. Do you think Lions fans should be hopeful for the future? Oh, absolutely. Again, especially compared to the past. But I do think they're going to lose their offensive coordinator. I think Ben Johnson, who has been great this year in Detroit, it's not a foregone conclusion yet, but I think the commanders are going to hire him as their new head coach. Everything we hear is that he's going to be the guy here in D.C. So I expect that to happen. So right there. Just what we were talking about. You're trying to keep everyone together. A guy who has spearheaded your offense, who clearly has everyone on the same page. 
who has put everyone in a position to succeed, who was good yesterday in a big mm-hmm. spot, and he's probably going to leave. So that will be a huge hire for the Lions. So things can and will change, and I'm almost positive that's going to happen. So that that's part of every winning season because coordinators, like you got to strike while the iron is hot. If you want to be a head coach in the National Football League, you can't afford to wait. If you get a position offered to you after a great season as a coordinator, you got to take it. But I will also say at the same time, relative to the lack of success they've had in the past, this was a real breakthrough for them and their fans getting to host home games, win home games, and to get this close. I mean, they were leading the Niners at halftime. So I think if you're a Lions fan, based on what has been a miserable history up until really this season, with the exception of a season or two, you have to be excited about where you're headed because at least you have the talent and head coach in place. And normally it takes more than like a couple of years to break through, you know, all of the losing and, you know, all of that to get to another level. Because you kind of have to have that playoff experience. Like, obviously, there are guys on this team that have playoff experience pointing at Jared Goff. But for an organization, normally it takes a couple of years. Like, look at what the Mm -hmm. Bengals did with Joe Burrow. They made it to the Super Bowl, but they didn't win a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that's a knock on the organization. It's just it's really hard to get to this stage. What do you think the betting lesson was in this game? Because I think we went back and forth on this game. I, ultimately, I don't think if either of us really picked a side. Like, I think we leaned towards the Niners, yeah. but we didn't love the points there. What do you think the lesson was coming out of this game from a betting standpoint? Oh, from a betting standpoint? That's a mm-hmm. good question. I would say ultimately that... The Niners have proven if you're banking on or if you were banking on the idea that the Niners can't come from behind, I think the last two weeks have proven that they absolutely can. And I know they weren't down, what, going into the fourth quarter is more halftime as opposed to last week they were down going into the fourth quarter. And in that spot, they were 0-31, trailing by more than five points going into the fourth. But the Niners are a team that are, are built to play from ahead. Right. So if you're trying to handicap now the Super Bowl and saying, well, if the Chiefs jump out to a big start and all of a sudden they're leading the Niners early, watch out because San Francisco can't come from behind. Well, in recent history, the past two weeks, particularly this game against Detroit, has shown us that the Niners do have the wherewithal to rally from being behind. And that's something they had not done under Kyle Shanahan before. So I'm not saying throw it out completely, but certainly that's something that that idea or that trend has been broken through over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, live line on this game, I believe, was at one point the Lions were laying eight and a half. Eight and a half points. So, you know, if you believed in that metric, you take, you know, the Niners live, which is very easy to say after the point. But I think the other betting lesson that we learned here, or at least that I learned here, is that look at the more recent sample size. Because if you told me during the regular season that the Niners would give up, you know, this many points, the defense has not looked that great over the last couple Mm -hmm. weeks. And some flowers need to be given to each of these offenses, both the Packers and the Lions. But Jenks, how much do you trust this defense going into the Super Bowl? I don't know. We're going to talk about the next hour. I will say this. You're absolutely right. And I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and I know it sounded terrible at the time. People were like, you're stupid. I was like, I, I feel like the Niners' defense has been a touch overrated lately. 
But also, this is where this is where the Super Bowl becomes really fascinating to me with the whole two weeks to prepare. And I think this is a spot where Andy Reid is great. But also, you can mitigate a lot of a lot of your weaknesses on defense because then you have time to game plan. You can sort of you know, run some sort of misdirection in, 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 in some spots, which isn't normally used for offense, but you can do some things to hide your weaknesses based on having an extra week to get ready for another opponent. Yeah, but then you have to face Patrick Mahomes, which is not yeah. usually the cure for an ailing defense. So we will see. We've got our popcorn ready. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.